This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back to another episode of the How She Did That podcast. It has been a week that has felt like an entire year. Am I right? So if you're listening to this episode right when it debuts on March 19th, 2020, then you know that we are currently smack dab in the middle of the COVID-19 outbreak and the world feels a little bit more cray-cray than usual right now. Although I batch record my episodes, I don't always batch record my intros and this is one of them. So I just want to take this moment to remind you all to be safe, support one another and love on each other. And of course, wash your hands. Okay, enough with the mushy stuff. Our guest today is Danielle Savalios. Danielle is a conversion copywriter, content marketer, and the owner of Firebrand Communication Strategies, formerly known as Basic Girl Marketing. Danielle has worked with multi-million dollar brands to help position them in the marketplace through content that gets all the right kinds of attention. Self-described as basic to the core, Danielle can be found strolling the aisles of Target with a Starbucks in hand, thinking about how ridiculous Lisa Vanderpump behaved on last week's episode of Real Housewives. She is my kind of girl. Today, we're talking about how to establish authority through your content, and I cannot think of a better time to be talking about this topic because let's be real, the world and more specifically, our ideal clients need us right now as entrepreneurs to step up and show up during this craziness. So let's go ask Danielle how she establishes authority through her content. today. Thank you for being here. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Absolutely. So can you tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah. So I am the owner of a company called Basic Girl Marketing, and I started out as a freelance copywriter and have been kind of working my way out of a freelancer role into more of an agency type of model over the last few months. And so we, as a company, write for all different types of brands, everything from like blog posts to social media posts to sales pages. I basically tell people we write whatever you need written for your business, as long as it's not a white paper. (laughs) Love that. And so today we're talking about establishing yourself as an authority through content, which clearly you're an authority on, (laughs) but I'd love for, for you to dig a little bit deeper into like, what does that even mean? Establishing yourself as an authority through the content? Yeah. So in the online world, and really this is true for whatever industry you're in, I think Mm -hmm. you'd be pretty hard pressed at this point in where the online world is to find an industry that doesn't feel saturated. And that's a blessing and a curse. So the blessing obviously is if there's a lot of people doing it, that means there's a market for it. Mm-hmm. It's great news, right? But it also makes it harder to stand out. And the really hard part is when you are a legit pro, when you're the real deal, when you are someone who has actual experience, maybe from a past job or maybe just in business itself, 
it's very hard to stand out from someone who literally just decided yesterday, Hey, I'm going to throw up an Instagram account or a website, call myself, you know, a coach or whatever, whatever mm -hmm. they call themselves. You've got to fight against this low barrier of entry. If you're a true expert, you've got to really separate yourself from people who aren't right. Because in your industry, let's say, okay, you've been doing this for years. You've got a full agency. You've got all this stuff going on. You've got to create content that shows that you are as seasoned and professional as you are, because there are 10 people who've never done a single thing in their lives in the last hour who just said, Hey, I'm a VA. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and they're like, and they're probably charging a third of the price. And so you've got to create content to separate yourself as the expert that you really are, or else people are just going to say, well, she just looks just like her and she's a third of the price. I'm going to go with her. And so my coach always talks about content as kind of being your storefront mm -hmm. and you know, you're trying to find a dress for an event. You walk into a store and you look at all the dresses, right? And you pick them up and you try them on and you see which one you like best. And then you make your purchasing decision. Well, we don't have a physical storefront, right? So our storefront, what we show to the world is our content. It's our social media posts. It's our videos. It's our podcasts, all of these different things. And that's what they are looking at to make their decision. And so you have to be really strategic and intentional with how you come across through your content. Perfect. Okay. So there's a couple things I want to point out and then a couple of follow-up questions for that. I love the fact about standing out because it is like, especially in the world of virtual support, I hear that all the time. Like, you know, everybody's charging $3 an hour. How am I going to compete? Or, you know, there's just so many people. And so for the new people, I want to, if you're like listening to this and you're like, oh my gosh, Tasha and Danielle, like I just started what, you know, what do I do? I don't feel like an expert. I want you to think about like, even Danielle was talking about, even if you've been in an office before, right? You've worked in an office, you still have those transferable skills. So you don't need to come into the virtual support space feeling like you have to know everything and being an expert in everything. Think about what are those transferable skills that I can talk about right this second and help somebody out with, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, 100%. And I think there's a couple of things there. So when you are new in any industry, you mm -hmm. want to make sure that number one, you're being honest with yes. the market. The very worst thing you can do is that fake it till you make it where you're like, I'm up here and you're not, and somebody pays you and then they realize you're not. Long-term damage to your reputation is something you need to think about all the time. So yeah. I always say lead with the truth, right? But we all have skills that make us, you know, qualified. To, well, hope, hopefully, doing. So if you are, you know, coming to the VA world and maybe you were a teacher or you worked in a bank or you had some sort of managerial position in a corporate job, you're not doing the exact same things and you shouldn't say you are, but you did things in those jobs that are beneficial. And so I always say when you don't have results to talk about, when you don't have a lot of, you know, client experience, just start doing some informational content. Mm -hmm. So how can you show, Hey, I might not be like the super seasoned VA that this girl is, but mm -hmm. I actually know this about bookkeeping. So let me teach you this about bookkeeping, or I know this about systems and marketing. So let me teach you this about systems and marketing. And you just build up this informational bank for a really long time. And it's not going to be filled with testimonials because you're not going to have them and that's fine, but it still establishes you as an authority because it makes it seem like, okay, well, she knows something like mm -hmm. I can trust her with something. And the example I always give, so a lot of copywriting is selling, right? 
Well, I, my master's degree is in teaching. I taught for 12 years. I stood in front of a classroom every day. People always think, oh, writing in English. And I taught, you yeah. know, <laughs> that's a connection to me. I worked in a very rough school my last three years of teaching. And before that, I worked with kids with learning disabilities. So all of my kids hate school. They don't want to <laughs> be there, right? They, they failed for a long time. And they feel miserable about themselves. Mm-hmm. My whole job was selling them. I had to sell this crew of ninth graders that could care less from this school that was in a rough neighborhood. I had to sell them on the idea of Romeo and Juliet or To Kill a Mockingbird. I sold all day long. Mm, I didn't sell products, but I sold all day long. And you know what? I had to learn and understand what motivates people. I had to learn to read people and and really dive into the psychology. Why doesn't this kid want to do this writing assignment? Why doesn't he want to, you know, take out his notebook and do this game like that we're playing? Mm-hmm. What's setting him off and triggering him? All of those skills, while completely unrelated to what I do now, are actually the very same principles I use to write good copy. Now, I have to have writing skills on top of that. I have client experience at this point. But starting out, that was a big transferable skill set that is not obvious. Yeah. But definitely there. And so we all have those. And I think we box ourselves in by thinking it has to be like, I I did bookkeeping for this. So now I do bookkeeping here. It doesn't have to be that, you know? Right. Right. I love that example and analogy like that. That's such a great example. I think the other thing that I see a lot of is that people get overwhelmed with like, what should I write? You know, like what, what kind of content should I produce? I love that you talked about it being informational and keeping it simple. So any tips for, for how we start thinking about or how we start brainstorming in terms of like what content we produce? Yeah. So there's a couple of things I like to kind of set as the foundation. The first thing is you need a a certain level of mastery and understanding of whatever you're teaching. And I always say when people struggle with content, you have one of two problems. You don't know your topic or you don't know your client. Mm. If you don't know those two things, you will always struggle. If you do know those things, you will never run out of content ideas. So when you're like, oh no, what do I say? Go back to, okay, have I been learning and getting better? If you're not constantly getting better at what you do, then you will run out of content ideas. So that's one side of the table. The other side is, am I constantly talking to my ideal clients? So am I in Facebook groups looking at what they're asking? And I always, I like this better than like going into a Facebook group and saying, what's your pain point when it comes to this? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like go in there and, you know, if you're a fitness coach, go in there and type, you know, in the search box, like struggling to lose weight or something like that, or workout recommendations, right? And see the questions that people are asking. Because those are self, they're literally coming to the group saying, hey, I need help with this. Mm -hmm. So go into groups and search for what people are asking for. I always ask people when they're looking, thinking about content, think about what you do. What do your ideal people think will help them that won't really help them, but they need to get over that hurdle before they'll ever even consider working with you? Yes. So I've written for people whose whole, you know, fitness programs are based on intermittent fasting. Well, If you're trying to sell intermittent fasting, nobody's buying that. What they think is going to help them lose weight is, you know, 25 hours on a treadmill, right? Or Mm -hmm. 1200 calories a day. Your program over here is completely different. You have to do some education about why those things don't work, what's better before they'll even consider a program that's based on something else. So there's always barriers. People always think, oh, I need this, you know, before I can do X, Y, Z. So you need to think about what are those things that they think will work that don't actually work. 
then I always say, what's kind of relevant and current in your industry at the moment, right? So if you are, you know, working with social media management, what's relevant right now? Well, people are talking about AI, people are talking about TikTok, people are talking about, they're always talking about algorithms and how to (laughs) deal with them. So what new and current things are going on that you can begin to educate your people about and tell them, hey, this is why this is great, or this is why this is not great. This is why this is a good trend. This is why this is not a good trend. And then obviously simple things like what questions do you get asked all the time? Here's a tip. It'll save you 8 million hours. If you (laughs) take those questions, do videos on them. And then whenever somebody asks you them, say, oh my gosh, I have a video. And you just tag them in the video. And now you don't have to spend 84 hours in a DM. So those are always good places to start. And then what I really want to encourage people, because that's the basic, right? That's the starting point. Mm -hmm. You want to stand out. What new ideas and new solutions are you coming up with? What's your thought leadership? When you look at the problems your people have and you look at what you think the solutions are, like what's unique to you? Like take your eyes off of what everyone in your industry is doing, because that is the worst thing you can do for your content is to pay attention to everybody else. And I've done this. So I just want to like, say yeah. <laughs> this is easier said than done. But what happens if all you do is pay attention to what everyone else is doing, you become like everyone else. Mm-hmm. And what does that do? That makes you vanilla. That makes you blend in with the white noise. That makes you just like Jenny and Sally and Mary and all those other people. And now you're competing on price. Mm-hmm. Now you're competing on you know, who gets to the, to that comment first in the Facebook group. Right. And so if you don't want to do that, if you don't want to play that game, then you've got to say like, I'm not going to pay attention to what they're doing. I'm going to play my own game. I'm going to have my own thoughts. I'm going to clear out time in my schedule every week to sit down and think and to read, read things from other industries, like listen to podcasts from other things that maybe aren't exactly what you do and start to develop your own thoughts and ideas. And that will eventually elevate you to a point where people are like, dang, nobody else talks about that. Like, that's amazing. So you need to have that baseline. You need to have that information. You need to talk to the pain points. You need to answer the frequently asked questions. All of that has to be there. But then I want to challenge you to think like, how can you crank it up a notch and really become an actual thought leader that's looking at problems that your people have and solving them differently? I love that last part. I love the thought leadership piece. And I think that that is, that's the sprinkles, right? Those are, those are the things that make us unique and make us stand out. I also like the fact that you were, you started with talking about what questions that were coming up and what they thought was going to solve the problem. A lot of times with the VAs that I coach, I talk about them needing to have content that takes their client from where they are now to where they need to be in order to be ready to work with that VA, right? Often, we have to, first of all, educate people on what virtual assistants do and what they can do. And then second of all, we need to help them over that objection of the price, right? Like what's different? How can we actually save them money, save that client money by working with them? So there's a couple of things in that, but such great, amazing information. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's another thing I I didn't mention that, but you do need to really think through the objections, you know, you will get later on down the road. And just put out lots of content to like circumvent that so that you don't actually even have to have that conversation because they've already been educated enough to know like, okay, like she's worth it already. I'm coming to this conversation knowing the value of what I'm going to get. And so it's not going to be this weird, well, this is what I offer. This is how great I am. It's going to be like, oh, she's already here. She knows she wants to work with me. 
it's just a matter of details. Right. I love this. You're fantastic. (laughs) So can we talk about real quick, what's the one thing our audience can do like this week, today to kind of start on this trail of like really getting content that, you know, creates authority in their industry? Yeah. I would say first thing you need to do is do some market research. I think people start their business doing market research and then they kind of get to a point where they stop. They think, oh, well, I already started my business. I created my offers. So to me, market research never, ever stops. In fact, I think you should set aside a morning a month or a day a month. I don't know how you want to do it, where you're committed to doing market research. So that's everything from Instagram polls to getting on a Zoom call and doing a 15-minute call with someone to Facebook group questions to checking out competitor reviews. That's a great way. I want to be really careful. Do not steal competitor. (laughs) Yeah. Not only is it shady, but it just makes you seem like everybody else, but their testimonials, if it's a similar ideal client, that's telling you what those people value. Yeah. So that's a great place to go. So you can look at testimonials, don't steal content. So that's where I would start is really carve out a time to do that. So start with your ideal client, think about what they want. And then I want you to really look back at the last, you know, I don't know, month to two months and ask yourself, what are questions that I keep getting? What are blind spots in my people's lives? Like what are objections I keep getting? What Mm -hmm. do they keep saying they think is going to work? And I'm like, why are you thinking that? Yeah. And just make a list of like 10, 20 things. And one of the things I always tell people to do is start with one of those things. So let's say, you know, people ask you a lot about, you know, why do you cost so much? Like I can (laughs) get a VA in the Philippines for like $4. Why, why should I pay you this much? So I want you to put that in the middle of a piece of paper. And then I want you to like, kind of like, remember in school when you did those like diagrams with like- The mind mapping things? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And then I literally want you to put all of your reasons why, like coming out from that. And then from there, I want you to write as many different ideas as you can from each of those reasons. So maybe you say something like, well, I help with strategy, not just tactical, you know- Mm -hmm. Not just the implementation. Yeah. So you would have a little line that comes up that says strategy and then say, okay, well, what are the pieces of strategy? So now you've got to talk about, well, I actually get in your business. I know the top level high, you know, the higher vision in your goals. So you're going to talk about vision and goals. Then you're going to talk about, well, because it's strategy, I know all the pieces and how they fit together. So you're actually going to see a lot more progress and have a whole lot more of an ROI than if you just said, Hey, can you do this for me? Right. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other thing. So as you do that, you've got all of these different things. You'll realize you'll come up with 20 ideas. Now, not all of those are going to be great ideas for content, but let's say you've got 40 different things around that one bubble. If you get five ideas out of that, that's huge, you know? And so sit down and actually do that with like five or six different topics. And I promise you'll have content for the next two months. Yeah. And the other thing I want to challenge you to is, are you getting better at what you do. Because one of the things that I've learned is I've studied copywriting and content writing. The more I learn, the more I realize like, wow, there's so much more to this. Let me tell my people, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that marriage of what do they need? What are they asking? How do I provide that content? And then here's what you should know, that higher level, I am the authority. So let me tell you what you need to be doing. There's got to be that marriage of those things. So carve out some time to do that as well. Fantastic. Where can we find you online? Yeah. So everywhere you go, I'm basic girl marketing. So Instagram, I've got a Facebook group where I do some live trainings and that's the basic girl marketing podcast insiders. I've got a podcast <laughs> Yay! Yes. Um, and Tasha was a guest on it a few <laughs> weeks ago. So that is the basic girl marketing podcast. And then I think that's it. 
my website, Ace Girl Marketing. Awesome. Yeah. And we'll have that all in the show notes so that people can yeah. find you everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me. That's it for this week's episode. Make sure you head on over to thelaunchguild.com forward slash podcast to read the show notes and grab your free download so that you can start implementing what you've learned right away. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with a friend, leave a comment and subscribe. Remember to keep smashing your goals and pushing forward. You've got this.